Welcome back to Delcado Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we are two-thirds of the way through The Rook. We've stopped at chapter 29. Not past, not through. At 29. I got a warm-up for us today. Okay. All right, Luke. Dan. Um, and it's a little bit of me being simultaneously um, upset with, well, embarrassed about myself, Ooh. but also proud of myself. Interesting combination. There's multiple, sta- there's, there's multiple stages here. Um, and this is because, uh, so, so normally you can, as people can probably tell from our podcast, um, not big, not, we joke about it, but not big, like consumerist capitalists, Mm. right? Luke and Dan. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. So like, so like a lot of the time in, I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, well, I don't need to like buy all these things, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. However, Black Friday. <laughs> oh no. And this is the part where I was embarrassed about myself because I spent so much time looking at all the sales. Uh-huh. Luke's listening to that sweet, sweet siren song of capitalism, just singing, right. singing, singing a tune, calling him over. <laughs> Luke. And like, and like finding all the things that I need to buy because they're like 20% off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like things that I don't even need. I'm over Correct. here on like Best Buy's website, like looking at laptops when I just got a new laptop. <laughs> no. And like looking at like gaming computers when I don't need it. And it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Be strong, Luke. Um that's just there's a, that's just one category, right? There's a bunch of things. Yeah, yeah. I find all these things that I I now cannot live without. Oh, but I made it, Dan. I made it through. This is where I'm proud of okay. myself. I made it through, and I didn't make any big purchases. I well, okay, I made purchases. <laughs> I will say, however, I don't I don't think they count. I don't think they count because. They were uh, things that I have to buy anyway. They're like routine purchases that I just like did. <laughs> Wait, hold on. This time around, you're, because they were cheaper. You're telling me like toothpaste was on Black Friday sale for some reason. <laughs> it was not tooth. It was like face wash and that kind of stuff. So it was like I paid twenty bucks and saved five dollars or something. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, bravo, but hmm. I definitely didn't look and probably should have. I think I'm probably the flip side of you here because I have some gifts to buy for people for Christmas. And Mm -hmm. I know that's part of the reason why Black Friday is a thing is because that's when people typically buy Christmas gifts for people. Right. Right. I didn't even look at any of the deals because I was like, "Eh, I'll figure that out later. So I probably am going to just end up spending, like, more for no reason now. Well, So, I mean, good for you, Luke. Good for you saving that cash. How many, did you buy a lot of Christmas gifts? Sounds like somebody's getting face face washed for Christmas. No, that's mine. Oh. I'm not not buying people's gifts yet. I'm a a late game gifter. (laughs) 
So Luke was Luke was looking entirely for himself. He's seeing all these ads that are like I didn't even I didn't I didn't even think about getting anyone anything else. This was entirely for me. You should be embarrassed. You should be ashamed of yourself. Luke. I don't know what people want. I'm I'm not going to just pull the trigger willy-nilly. Okay. You got to know people who you're buying gifts for, okay, Luke? Sure. You're not buying sure. gifts for just like anybody. You're buying gifts for people you kind of already know what they're into. <laughs> like I'm expecting a sword I in the mail true. December 25th from Luke. Right. Of course. That's that's how I'm going to send it. Okay. Good. It's actually going to be in a stone nearby you and you have to Okay. It. All right. A little bit of a throwback there. Um Luke, I I actually, hmm. Did you have more you want to say about this? Because I want to talk about something related to this Black Friday sales. No, we can, we can, we can, we can go to a to a tangent. So, I currently do not have a child that I care for in my life, and have not had a child that I care for in my life. However, okay. over Thanksgiving, I was visiting with some cousins who have small children, like age four kids. So they're on Amazon looking for kids' toys. Dude. Okay. Kids' toys got so cool. Like Okay. Oh, okay. Kids' positive. toys? Kids' toys? Well, there's a, there's a positive and there's a negative to this. First, the positive. Kids' toys are so cool now. You can buy so many awesome kids' toys. Like freaking helicopter, like little remote <laughs> control helicopters, little glow orbs that are like also helicopters uh a lot of helicopter based toys out there these days and i'm very into um you can buy okay my cousin was telling me about this bounce house you can buy that's like uh a hundred not maybe not a hundred square feet maybe like i don't know 50 square feet comes with its own like little inflating like blower for it and like 70 bucks okay for one of these their kids for like uh for okay you said bounce house which is weird to me considering it's clearly a bouncy castle is it not a castle it's not a castle because there's no roof to it that's the thing it's missing a roof uh it's more of a boxing ring feel, for four-year-olds this a tramp this is a trampoline what do you no, mean? no no but it's inflatable like you use a blower to blow it up okay 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 Luke, so the bounce houses are very cool. They're very cheap. They tend to sell out very quickly. Mm-hmm. The downside mm. of all of this, it, when I think when our parents were buying toys for us, it was like you go to the Target or Walmart or Toys R Us, you buy the toys there, right? Mm-hmm. There's like right. three options for the toys you could buy. Now, with yeah. Amazon... There is like a billion options for the same toy and the prices range from like 30 cents to $30 for the same thing. And it's like, okay, which one of these is real? Which one of these is like not going to poison my child? (laughs) This honestly, this could be its own segment here because (laughs) this... This is a thing that I think just generally with online shopping. Mm-hmm. There's there's too many options for me. And I get bogged down. Right. 
Right. If you want to buy a product, there's like a million brands making it. And I, I think like 50% of these are brands that are just spun up in China, like right out the factory to send stuff. Like they have mm-hmm. advertising that's clearly like a Photoshopped image with their product on it or like a video that they've paid like somebody on Fiverr to make with their product. Right. And that's like it. You can tell it was put together in like a weekend. And they're just blasting these things out onto Amazon, right? But 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 back uh, that that's that's too much of a thing for us to get into okay. here. Okay. But back to your back to your kids things. This I also do not interact with kids very frequently, so take what I have to say with a grain of salt. Uh-huh. I I like if I remember being a kid. It didn't matter necessarily what the toy was uh-huh. often. Uh-huh. It was like the presence of the toy was like 90% of the way. Mm. I think in the moment that's true. But if we're talking like a month mm-hmm. later, toy mattered to me for sure. You mean like how are you spending, are you continuing to play with that toy? Correct. Yeah. Is that what you yes. mean? Yes. Okay. Because like, yeah, you're right. In the moment... Toy's a toy. Opening up a present, getting a toy, 10 out of 10. That's top of the world. You know? But uh-huh. once, the, uh-huh. once the, the shine wears off, once the shine comes off that apple a month later, and I really don't like Silly Putty that much. It just okay. uh, okay. kind of sits there. <laughs> you know? Okay, this is so fair. I, I, I think I'm... I remember being a lot more long long lived with my my toys. I was I was playing with my little tyke's basketball goal until I was like sixteen. <laughs> Luke, I'll say that might have been that might have been a little too long. That's too long. My I was taller than the rim. Yeah. Um, I, mm, hold on though. Well, were, were you setting it up by the pool though? Because that's a completely different, completely different story. Oh, I wish that sounds God. that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's what you got to do with those things. Anyway, we're talking about the book. Is it, is it time to talk about the book, though, Luke? I, I think it's time to talk about the book. Um, <laughs> okay, like I said, the Ruck is the book. Oh, there we go. Can't believe we haven't done that Little yet. Doctor Seuss. Um, up to up to chapter twenty nine. Let's see. Honestly, most of my notes came from very late in this section, so. If you have stuff earlier, we're, we should we should get started with your notes. Yeah. I, okay. Remind me. I'm pretty sure the dragon comes after the fungus. Is that right? It goes fungus. The dragon. There's a there's a short anecdote about a buddy a pawn trying to bond with a dragon. Mm. And I don't remember if that comes after the fungus. I think it comes after the fungus, but I'm not sure. I think so. T- I think so too. I mean, they're completely disconnected. Correct. Right. Yes. But I think, yeah, from the book's perspective, it does. I want to start with the fungus. Okay. I just think it's a little funny. Let me set the scene for you right now, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. There's this thing. There's this fungus growing in a house. The pawn who's in charge is like, "Hey, Brooke Thomas, we sent in a bunch of fighters." And then a bunch of blood sprayed out the window and we lost contact. And she's like, okay, got it. What's next? And he's like, okay, well, standard operating procedure is we sent in another group of fighters. 
Once again, we got a bunch of liquid blood and guts coming out the window, lost contact. She's like, okay, cool. So how are we changing things up? And this time the pawn is like, well, we brought in the best fighters we have. And I think it's going to (laughs) work. Well, hang on, though, because you're missing a key component here, which is uh, we're hardwired now. And they're propping the door open with a person holding it. And they're propping the door open. To be fair, Miffany also has this response of like, really? Come on. Come on, guys. (laughs) But I just want to sit here in sympathy with Miffany because like you're you sent like 20 people into what's essentially a food processor for all you know and you're like you know what'll really help the situation we can send our best fighters into the blender and you know they're good at fighting so they should totally be able to handle whatever's in there and it's like no it's a blender is what's in there like it doesn't (laughs) you need to send in like a metal rod or something like it's not about how good they can fight (laughs) it's a blender like not everything not everything that results in like a violent end can be solved through better violence. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Like you have to take a different angle here. Let's get some let's get some leverage on a different on a different pressure point. <laughs> Correct. And not literally because I'm point. sure a lot of these bar guests would be great at leveraging pressure points, but that doesn't help them when the fungus is literally just chewing up and spitting out whatever comes in right right yeah they they make a big deal about or at least miffany does about this pawn going through the standard operating procedures yes um which it's weird to have standard operating procedures in this like for this type of thing right it's like inherently an organization that deals with very hard to predict mm-hmm. like scenarios. I feel like your standard operating procedures have to be so broad as to be meaningless. Right. It's like, okay, we've got a, <laughs> he's doing like a choose your own adventure where it starts with like, okay, we have a house that seems to be, well, it's not haunted. Uh, let's say <laughs> that it's uh, possessed. And it's got symptoms of human blender. And what page is that? All right, go to that page. Go to that page. Oh, send in the bar guests. Huh, wouldn't have thought that, but that's what the book says, so. See, seems like almost all the answers are send in the bar guests. Okay. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Especially the thing about this that bothers me is, especially as a scientist, Luke, why aren't we using science to help solve our problems here? Okay. We're always resorting to fighting, just fighting, fighting, always fighting. Maybe you get a sample of your fungus and you're like, oh, this is just like bread mold that's gone a little bit crazy. We've got a lot of stuff we can just blast in there to deal with that. Mm. The civilian sector has been working, has been dealing with fungus for a long time. Let's just see what they're working on. Right. But they're so this caught is a good up. Point. They're this is a good so point. caught up in their cool powers. They forgot that we're doing stuff too. <laughs> this is a great argument. Um especially like so okay, so the so the positions are 
Rook, Bishop, and Cavalier. Uh, and, the, and the Cavalier. So the Rooks are responsible for like for domestic stuff. Cavaliers are foreign. And then Bishops are just like, I didn't quite follow what the Bishops were necessarily, but just like general taking care of the organization kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because then there's also a lord and a lady, okay. which are also doing that. Right. right. Um, but but the point that I was I'm trying to get at yeah. is when they talk about what the like primary things that all of these people are good at, it's like usually combat. And like I get that because uh-huh. you have to put down a lot of these like anomalies. Yeah. But I don't know. It seems like t- it seems like Miffany is like a great. F- it's like let's get more of these, of people that do this kind of thing. M- yeah, Miffany and they Lady can, like, plan ahead. Yes, the Lady. I think Lady Ferrier, Ferrier, I mm-hmm. think is her name. The Lady of this organization also seems like a great resource, right? You want people who are good at intelligence and like communications. Right. Like which which to be fair they do say a lot of the time that like the other like uh cavaliers are really good at this just like yeah whatever whatever it's just I, they're very focused on the military part i will say i agree with you here it does seem like the we talked about this last episode so i don't think we need to really harp on it Miffany seems to be one of the most qualified just because she's really good at the administrative things. And that's like right. all this job is like anybody could do this job if they're right. good at, <laughs> at the administrative stuff. So maybe yeah. maybe we don't need somebody with superpowers, like making phone calls and things like that. Just maybe. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Who's to say? Uh, get some retainers in there. Seriously, get some retainers in there. Love those guys. Uh, um, okay. Do you want to jump to the dragon? I do want to jump to the dragon. Yes. Okay. I There's a scene with the dragon that I loved a lot. And I don't really have a note. It's just kind of a highlight for me. So <laughs> this... Little Jerk is trying to boss everybody around in regards to this dragon. And, of course, like, mm-hmm. you know what's coming. As soon as the dragon hatches, it immediately beheads him. And uh, right. Aldrich is just laughing as this is going on. And <laughs> I love that scene of a dragon being born, this, like, snotty, stuck-up kid getting his head batted off, and Aldrich just, like laughing hysterically as the dragon like shoots up into the sky like eating the security guards aldrich is just like the ridiculousness of the situation he is like loving i loved it it was just okay, so relatable okay. so the 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 best part of this for you was all 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 riches reaction all rich yeah it was all riches reaction that was the first time where i was like Oh, I, I kind of relate to Allrich here. Like, I kind of, this is kind of a real person that I could relate to. Right. One of the many ways that we can all relate to uh-huh. Allrich. Um, 
Yeah, this scene, I really appreciate this scene actually in general. At least or th- this whole thing, this whole like cutaway. Um, because at least so far as I can tell, it doesn't serve a purpose for the book storyline that we're reading beyond like character like development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just feels like our author was like, you think they can have dragons in here? I, I would have put a dragon in there. <laughs> just put a chapter with a dragon in it, which I appreciate. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, we've known this for I, a long time. Big fans of dragons on the show. Because I, I, I feel like there's not going. this is not going to come up again, I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, you could you could make the argument that it's showing how how prepared Miffany is for things and just the way that she mm-hmm. operates. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just there because we like we love a dragon. <laughs> I had a great time reading it. I thought it was a good addition. Yeah, yeah. It also yeah. characterizes Miffany yeah. a lot more, and how she is very mm-hmm. passive. Mm-hmm. But sure. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Like when she was interacting with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um, okay, since you brought up Alrich. Yeah. I want to talk about him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which some some of these some of these realizations that we have about him come come later in this section. Yeah. But just in general. Yeah. Alrich is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um and seems to be like insanely powerful. Yes, like we don't even know how powerful he is. How that's how powerful. This is one where we we we've seen something like this in a few books, which is the author picks a specific mythological creature and chooses to max out all of their stats. So like I like in this world I would expect vampires to be part of it, but I wouldn't expect them to be like the most dominant thing ever, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, they aren't they have they have killed a few in the past. Right. Right. So they're not completely dominant, um, yeah. Sure, but I mean like based on the scenes that we've seen, yes. it's like these guys are better than individually everyone else. Um we also saw this in, I think it was Orconomics, where uh, I think Zachary Pike is the author of that, chose to make the troll like the all-powerful guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. Okay. Mythological creature. You're writing a book. You're making one of them, like, way more powerful and strong than you normally than, than than they're normally depicted who are you going with Ooh, i think i think I, I we can we can talk through this a little bit okay yeah because there's a couple there's a couple considerations that you have to make for one thing there can't be a lot of them Mm-hmm. right they can't be it can't it can't be like a, a you can't go like goblin because there's a billion goblins right all the time yeah yeah. Um, so it's, oh, it's got to be a rare one, like a Medusa. It's got to be something where there's just one Medusa. Yeah, or at least relatively rare. Oh, now we're talking Medusa. I feel like, 
I feel like a lot of these Greek monsters don't even need that much to power them up full power. For example, the Medusa mm. thing, all Pericles had to do was just look into a mirror and it did, and it was fine. No, what? How does that work? Set, okay, here's how we upgrade the Medusa. Mirrors don't work anymore. Can't, can't use a mirror. <laughs> okay. Everyone's okay. stone. <laughs> Everyone is stone. This is this is a good one. Yeah. Okay. Medusas are a good option. They're those are they're easy because they're already yeah. They're up there on the power scale. Um, mm. I feel like there's some that would just be funny and kind of fun. Okay, I agree with you. Like, like a fairy. Oh, T- what does an upgraded right. fairy look like? Give me some deets. I don't necessarily know. Like, I I, I don't have the mechanics worked out, but um, uh, do fairies grant wishes? Is that their deal? I feel like they're just generally magical, and I feel like the vibe I get is small, can fly, and general magic. Uh huh. Okay. I think we work with that and just make them just like dominant. I think we make them either much smaller or much bigger, and that that makes okay. them pretty dominant. I think I I would vote for smaller. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so it's like it's like worse mosquitoes. It's mm. like way worse mosquitoes because if a fairy gets too close and you're not friends, you're in for a bad time. Like you're going to, your skin right. is going to fall off. <laughs> are they evil? Hold on. Are we saying that exactly. they're going to be evil? That's, that's No, I don't think they're evil. Okay. Necessarily. Okay. Hmm. That's, that's, that's my fun one. The thing is you can't go like dragon because dragons are already... Yeah. Already up there. What about like um, a gnome? Honestly, literally, I was thinking gnome too, and I don't know why. <laughs> what would, what's an overpowered gnome like? Like, how do we crank a gnome up even more than it is? So, okay, what do we, what do we think of for gnomes? Hide because I feel like there's hide different, good. different gnome varietals. Okay, hide good. If we're looking, if we're talking about Artemis Fowl gnomes, then... The hide good and they have like suction cup skin when they get really dehydrated. Okay. This this is getting in the weeds here with the Artemis Fowl, but um, <laughs> I feel like part of gnomes is they're just charming. You know what I mean? Mm. So I feel like the charm on a gnome gets cranked up. Like you cannot resist okay. the charm. Okay. Sure. Sure, I like this. And, I think that's the move. And then I, a, a gnome can convince you of anything, right? And then, like, I think in traditional gnome folklore, they like want to steal all your pickled herring or some something like that. I don't know. It's from Northern Europe, so who knows what they're doing? Um, sure. <laughs> I think what is a norm? What is a gnome? Oh, they steal your bank information. And so every now and then you find okay. like a, you see a, like a charge and they're not, they're not cleaning you out, but they're like buying a sandwich every so often. And you're like, damn it. The gnomes got me again. <laughs> and you can't dispute it. I love that we went from, we were trying, 
we're here trying to make gnomes overpowered, and you have their powers as they can make you buy them a sandwich from time to time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty powerful, Luke. Extremely valuable skill set. I mean, currently way more powerful than gnomes. I think this is powering up gnomes. Okay, okay. I'm here for that. I agree. I think it's good. (laughs) Yeah. I do like this, though. Um, I'd be curious what, like, a unicorn, a super-powered unicorn looks like. But Mm. I don't know if that's just a laser laser horn or... Because I don't, I don't, I feel like I don't know enough about unicorns to really pop off about it. Here's a question: Have you, have you ever? Wh- what book has a sentient unicorn? Now that I think about it, it's, Luke, I'm pretty sure there's a book called The Last Unicorn that has a sentient unicorn in it. Okay, okay, pretty sure, sure. pretty sure. It's also a movie, from what I hear, which we loved. We did, we <laughs> did definitely see and love it. Um, wow, we are way off on a tangent here. Can we get back? Can we get back to the book? Let's get back. Let's get back. Point is, all rich, very powerful. Some are saying too powerful. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I think this is where I want to go from here. Uh, the, this organization needs some oversight. I don't care that they're super powerful. Uh, this thing sucks. This thing is so poorly run. Okay. It needs some kind of oversight body. Let me, okay. Let me explain why. None of these people know anything about what the others are or can do. Mm-hmm. Like, they are supposed to be working together as a team, and yet... We have a vampire who only got in because his he and his buddies were murdering a bunch of members and they're like okay if you stop killing us we'll let you be a part of the team okay so that's not a great way to start that relationship then you've got like everybody else who miffany has powers they don't know about gestalt has who knows how many bodies out there that they're working with that they don't know mm-hmm. about we don't know what like any of their full abilities are or who their loyalty is to and yet it's like oh yeah we're all working together for the purposes of keeping england safe uh-huh yeah yeah yeah. this is really good i'm excited about this i'm excited to join this team uh lots of good stuff happening here thanks for making all your financial records okay. consistent appreciate that <laughs> this is interesting because you I, I thought you were going to more criticize the like structure of the organization itself, but you're more you're more worried about the individuals. Right, there's nobody who there's no body, there's no group who like knows what's happening in this organization. Literally no one. Not even the people in it know what's going on. Right. It does seem weird that, like, one of the big things that we learn in this section is that there is a very large amount of money being siphoned off for this, like, secret school. Which I have a theory about. We'll call it for now. Yes. 
Um, it seems like fairly trivial to have been able to find if you had like if people doing due diligence, right? Yeah. If I'm getting if I <laughs> where's it where's my where's my semi yearly audit? Yeah. If I'm auditing this organization, finance. you're finding this thing in like a day. It's not hard at all. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm I imagine um, in that audit you also find a bunch of interns who are like two pints short of blood for the month. And you're like, hey, these interns are a little short on blood. This one so, gonna need to make sure there's <laughs> this one it's implied balance. that people this one it's implied that people haven't made this connection yet. But it's like, it seems very obvious, <laughs> especially like if you are one of the people that it's <laughs> happening to. It's like, man, I've been feeling really lethargic recently. Uh, I keep going to my doctor. <laughs> he says I'm, he says I'm anemic. He says I need more iron. I, I'm eating broccoli like every meal. I don't know what to do. Yes. Like spinach. Yes, he about my work-life balance. I told him I work for a vampire. He said that seemed unrelated. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough out there. It's tough out there, I guess. Um, hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, in general, even even beyond them just not knowing the capabilities of each other. At least, at least more fully. It seems like they know their powers, like, on, at least on a surface level. Yeah, in my mind, that's not nearly enough. In my mind, sure, there needs to be some like organization that's like, okay, here is a list of literally everything they can do. Because that way, <laughs> if if suddenly the queen is like, uh, I have a new decree. Uh, turns out, uh, Taco Tuesday is every day. And then you find out that the lady of the cheque is, like, really into tacos. You're like, mm. hey, did you go in the queen's dreams and make her do this? It's like, oh, no, I can't do that. Not possible. Then you have somebody who can be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. She can't do that. We tested her a lot. Mm. She definitely doesn't have this power. Right. Whereas now it's like, yeah, maybe she did do that. Okay. This 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 makes it very difficult for Miffany to do what she's trying to do, which is to like figure out which one of them is the is the traitor. Or I guess there could be multiple. Which of them are traitors? Correct. And it it makes it basically impossible to do oversight on any of them. Yeah. Not good, guys. We need oversight. Mm. Not good. See, see, this is why we needed it. This exact scenario, mm. actually. So what's your what's your what's your school theory? Um so remember this has been set up in secret. It's like pretty well funded mm-hmm. but not super well funded. It's got a bunch of like young people. They rage in age pretty significantly. Like I think it was like 11 to 27 or something. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge section of the building that's set up to be for surgery. And they're paying the doctors doing the surgeons, the surgeries, a lot of money. Luke, we have seen surgery and like body modification come into play already in this book. 
and I know we're, we're both thinking it. I'm just going right. to say it. They're doing plastic surgery on these kids so they can escape the chicke. Ooh. <laughs> so you didn't think I was going there, did you? That's not where I thought you were going. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> these kids are, these kids want out. These kids want out of the biz. They're like, I didn't sign up for this. I don't want to be a part of this crazy organization. I need, I need a, I need a parachute. I need a, I need an eject button here. And okay. Okay. This is, this is one of the places that Miffany had, um, or, uh, Previous Miffany was going to send new Miffany if she chose the other bank account. Yeah, this is the place where she gets her new identity. and She gets to run free. Okay. Okay. Sure. That's why. That's Very also possible. why it's not set up for comfort, Luke. They're not going to be here for that long. They're recovering from their surgery. Maybe they're doing a bit of recreational sports in the gym. And then they're getting out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to live in Brazil. Okay. Okay. I think that's very. I think that's very possible. Um, it felt like you were going towards a different theory hmm. here. I can't, um, I can't imagine which feels, which feels to me more likely, um, hmm. so likely that I feel like Miffany should already know it. Oh, you. Which is you, like you mean the thing that we talked about literally last episode, in the first third about how this organ. What did we say? about how there's this organization and there's like really powerful technology and and you never really get rid of something like that. You kind of just fold it into Mm. your Mm -hmm. current operational structures. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. seems like Miffany, this is kind of super obvious in a slam dunk here. (laughs) Right. Okay. Miffany. So, uh, okay. I'm assuming for one thing, cause, cause we learn about this in a, in a flashback. I'm assuming it's one of the notes that New Miffany has read. The flashback. That feels safe to me. Yeah. Yes, correct. Um. So okay, let's see. So we've got a secret school thingy that does a lot of surgery type things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like a whole lot of surgeries on on people that don't have powers. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't see. We, we, we don't we don't recognize any powers for them so we can't figure out why they're being chosen mm-hmm. um, for all of these surgeries uh, now flash forward most recently uh-huh. yeah we've got we've got an attack uh, by a lot of people within mm-hmm. the organization that seem to have uh, had some grafter modifications mm. they're like all the uh the the i forget what the retainers who don't have powers yeah mm-hmm. but they all have some kind of grafter thing going on right and and the um, grafters remind me what that is again just like summarize real quick right right grafters are uh the people that could uh do surgeries to give you to to give someone or something different like abilities right right uh-huh oh luke hold on though here's the issue grafters come from belgium mm. and the second estate was in okay. scotland come on bud that's true okay okay never mind throw that throw that out yeah the just yeah. completely in the in the english channel gone sunk yep it's only it's only it's only uh grafting if it comes from the grafting region of belgium <laughs> 
right? It's it's highly regulated, Luke. Otherwise, it's just sparkling surgery, um, and it's fine. Right, tastes the same. Tastes the same though. Uh, <laughs> can we, for a brief second, pop off on Miffany? Ooh, okay. I I need us to pop off on Miffany here. She is so freaking judgmental about people's clothing. <laughs> like literally everyone's clothing. She is so judgmental this is, about. This is true. This is true. Yeah. She sees all these boring suits and she's like, oh, old Miffany must have sucked. And then her secretary was like, hey, there's this dope ass custom dress for you in the uh in the residences just go throw that on and she goes up there and she's like this dress is a what a slutty little dress this is i'm not wearing this slutty little (laughs) dress it's like miffany chill please have some chill (laughs) right right so at some like on a certain level, you have to have a style. You have to commit to something. Right. You have to be like, yeah, this will this will do. This is nice. I like this. Right. She she meets her sister to go out to a club, and she's like, my sister's dressed like a silly little slut, and she wants me to dress like a <laughs> like a harlot, and I won't do it. It's like, okay, then put on your freaking business suit and stop complaining. Right. Or at least find something in the middle that you're like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like she's coasting on, she's still coasting on the fact that she uh, like woke up without memories and hasn't had been able to like go shopping or anything. But it's like, okay, it's been like a month and you have like an assistant and retainers that you can tell to go do things for you. Mm -hmm. Have them them bring some outfits to the, the office. And then you right. you have to make right. the bold choice. You have to take the risk and yeah. finally say, I like something. Okay? It's, you know, mm. it's risky. Mm-hmm. And somebody else could call you out for it. But until you do that, you don't get to call out literally everybody else. Because you're just bringing everybody down. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. I'm, I'm, glad, you, I'm glad you bring this up. Because it's, it's kind of a lot. Do you think I'm trying to figure out where this judgmental energy comes from? Why is Um, she so particular about paying attention to every little detail of somebody's wardrobe and like putting them on blast for it? It is weird that it's like specifically clothing. Is this a clue? Ooh, what do you mean a clue? Is Miffany's sister the one who is the traitor? fashion designer maybe this was it is they they both do seem to be obsessed with clothes and i will say another of my notes here you you will not be able to convince me that the sister thing is legit (laughs) no i don't care i don't care what you do uh i don't care how many convincing things you put in here uh it's not legit okay (laughs) i know it no chance. I agree 100% with you on this, actually. Yeah, there's no way. Um, <laughs> and I, I think this is where this is past Miffany trying to give a hint to current Miffany. She was able to pass along one, maybe one little thing, not a memory, but a feeling 
And that feeling is, I hate clothes. Mm. I hate all clothes. <laughs> and so as soon as Miffany encounters somebody who's really into clothes, that should be a warning like, oh, hold on. You say you're a okay. fashion designer. Okay. Hmm. So you're the one designing all these shitty clothes I keep seeing. <laughs> I'm I'm immediately you and your I'm immediately skeptical of you. I don't trust you. <laughs> this is good. This would be this would be a good move by past Miffany. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm in I'm in for it. Because I do need a reason to not trust the sister. Right. Other than like, and I, think, and I think this is a good one. Also, we should say the sister accepts on like face value so much and doesn't question it. It's too much. You you, you mean you mean accepts Miffany's story? Yeah, the sister is like, oh, you had a mysterious illness for like twenty five years, and then you've been out of the hospital. And have a job that is high paying enough where you are like driving a Ferrari and have a like right. dope a, a house. government job, by the way. Right. And I've never heard of you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Totally. Let's go to the club. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi. Sorry. Are all of our government officials being paid enough to buy one of these cars? Because if so, I need to have a talk with my representative. <laughs> Right, right. Just the kind of generic, uh, like, administrative role that you have told me that you're in is enough to to get this. That seems too much. Also, uh, I live with your brother, but he is away. <laughs> yeah, he's in Japan right now. Don't worry, he's totally coming back. Uh, you want to talk to him on the phone? Ah, the reception's not great. <laughs> he's in Japan, you know how it is. He'll be he'll be back at some yeah, point at yeah. some undisclosed time. Sure, yeah. you know the one that you kind of remember, the one you remember and would remember you. That one, he's not. He's he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's real. I think it's actually her. I think it's her sister, and she just means she means well. I think she's just trying to hang out. Yeah, I'm excited to see this relationship blossom. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am too. Um. So they go, okay, so they go out clubbing. Yeah. And this, not just the clubbing part of it, but the whole thing is, I think, the most unrelatable part of the book. Oh. And here's why, mm-hmm. right? It's it's more unrelatable than having magical powers, which is, <laughs> that's all I take, which is Miffany... Uh huh. Has been working nonstop. Oh yeah. Very hard, very difficult. And she's like, "Whew! I need a break. Let me go clubbing. The thing that will help me regain my energy and relax." And yeah. Right. And I can't. I can't imagine. Luke, we need to. We need to pile on a few more. A few more nails in this proverbial coffin because. Not only is she going out clubbing, like, when she's clearly demonstrated a lot of introverted traits, right? Where clearly, like, she recharges by being home alone and, like, sitting quietly. Mm -hmm. So, that's one thing. The other thing is, there is, like, an active security threat on your life. 
and has been since the beginning of this book. And now it's it's right. even more active. And you don't even know where it's going to come from. Like, Gestalt is out there. He has said he's coming for you. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to go into a place with a bunch of people. A bunch of random people <laughs> who I've never met before. That sounds safe. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's smart. Y'all, Miffany. Miffany. Just go, go, go play some video games. Go read up on your... The, the crazy thing actually about this yeah. is that... And I think past Miffany says this. That she loves going down into the vaults and just like learning about what is happening. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, you have like a billion real life stories about like amazing fantasy things that happened and reading them will actually be very useful for your job. Let's do it. Yeah, but let's do that. Yeah, but Luke, her sister is asking if she wants to go clubbing. This is true. She wants mm-hmm. to look cool. Mm-hmm. She wants to look like a cool older sister. Right. It's, it's her shot. It's finally her chance. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, let's do a clubbing then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I also love, last thing I want to say about this clubbing scene. I love that they had to put the vampire in the clubbing scene. I feel like this is very modern vampire, oh, yeah. but modern vampires, ha- there has to be a scene where they're in a club. They're just like, I think it's contractual mm-hmm. that anytime you have a vampire that is alive in like the 2000s and beyond, they are in a like loud music, ravey type club at some point. Right. And, and they're the like, they're the, they're the really cool, uh, the cool, mysterious person. Right. In the club. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it is required. I agree. I think that's right. So glad we got so, that. Check that box. Good stuff. Um I will say I am I am enjoying seeing Miffany learn more about what she can do. Yeah. In this clubbing scene, she like walks through and is able to like subtly get people to move out of her way. Like pretty easily, it seems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. It it has me concerned about Miffany because this is a lot of power, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Miffany, and I mean, we know this because originally everyone was so hype about Miffany's power. They were like, you are so powerful. This is going to be great for us. And Miffany was like, ah, I'm not really interested in using it. And they were like, shoot. But now that she's interested in using it, it's like, uh, maybe we should be less interested in using it because this could get out of hand very quickly. (laughs) It does seem like it. Honestly, in the big fight scene, part of me was expecting her to be able to just like immobilize everyone. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. So there are some limitations. But I I don't know if we're getting there. Well, I feel like she's out of practice. I feel like with some practice... Mm-hmm. she just mm-hmm. runs everything now oh i agree yeah yeah i also wonder luke if past miffany may have been now i'm not gonna say i'm hoping this is the twist but i think it, there's a potential that it's the twist past miffany was bad past miffany was Ooh. doing a bunch of shady shit trying to manipulate things behind the scenes 
And then, oh, uh-oh, got caught, lost her memory. Okay. Uh, walk, walk me through that one a little bit more. Okay. So... If you can. First, the people who are attacking her, not trying... It doesn't seem like they're trying to kill her. Yes, I think that's There's true. no sniper from a rooftop that's just shooting at her. There are people with gloves trying to inject her with something. This feels like a some organization trying to capture her for like justice, to bring her to justice mm-hmm. or something. Mm. Or like, I don't know, to rehabilitate her or something like that. This seems like there's more to, clearly more to the story than someone's trying to kill her, right? Right. The other thing, which is important to note, well, there's, there's actually two more pieces of information. She has a dream right off the bat. The first half of the dream is making out with somebody and they're going a little too far. And okay. we learn in one of these notes that like somebody did that to her and that like her lips were all red. When she was like, mm, like, uh, right. not in, it wasn't in the note. Sorry, it was when I think Ingrid is her secretary. Ingrid, yeah, remembers the night that this all happened, and that was something that went on. Okay, then the lady of the Cheke, or Cheke, or whatever we're pronouncing it, the dream one, thanks her for something. The dream one, okay. the dream one is like, hey, I owe you one good work right i do remember this yes what what what's that about what's going on (laughs) i don't have anything at this point i just wanted to throw out the evidence and say what's happening okay okay throw out the possibilities um i think that's i think that's good we'll keep we'll, we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely follow that one i will say we got to as always keep keep our keep our awareness out for the other side of things right yes sure it looks bad currently for like gestalt and the people that just like murdered a bunch of them Mm -hmm. um maybe there's a reason maybe this i will say the reason the literally the only reason i say this is because i think it's ingrid talks about how one of the retainers has been there for like 30 years, is the nicest man in the world, has been a role model, is mm-hmm. great, very loyal to the organization, and he was fighting against them. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. Why? Maybe they're the bad guys, Luke. They did send in a bunch of people to a blender and seem to have very little qualms about doing it a second time and then a third time. (laughs) Right, right. And even though we do like, I think, uh, Alrich. Yep. I mean, he was led into the organization after murdering like half of them. In in terrifying ways, yeah. Right. Yes. It's true. So I don't know. I guess I guess Luke, we're gonna have to read and find out. We'll see you all next week. We'll be coming up with hot takes. And being dumb nerds. Bye.